Hey friends, it's Eric here. Thanks for listening to the Building Us podcast. Hey, I want to invite you to follow me on my new show, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School, where I take a deeper dive into money and financial topics. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School. I hope to see you there. The reason why we track net worth, it's a measurement of how we're doing financially because it's advancing us towards some goal, some objective, some end that we find valuable. Retirement at a certain age, buying a retirement home somewhere else, traveling, right? This scorecard is really important uh, because it's it tells us how we're doing towards that end. This is the Building Us Podcast, and I am Eric Garcia, Certified Financial Planner and Financial Advisor. This is the Simple Series Money Edition. Every week, Matt and I end with the encouragement to invest in your relationships. But how? How do you do that? How do you invest in something that feels intangible? Something that Matt and I talk about often is how you manage your money can impact your relationship. So managing your money wisely is making an investment in your relationship. And in the Simple Series Money Edition, we're talking about everyday, simple, uh, practical, tactical things that you can do with your money that's going to help you gain financial security and future financial success. These, these are solid techniques. These are fundamental techniques in managing your finances, improving your home, and investing in your relationships. This is the Simple Series Money Edition from Building Us. Matt, what's happening? Hey, man. I love this series. I loved the previous Simple Series that we did um, about simple ways just to invest in your your relationship, um, make your home a more enjoyable place. And I love this Simple Money Series because it's just getting back to the basics about simple things that we can all do to improve our financial security. We've talked about automating stuff. We've talked about reviewing stuff. And, you know, one way that I'm using this, Eric, not only in my own life and marriage, business, you know, I can do this in my business, but another way I'm using it is to teach my kids some really foundational, fundamental uh, personal finance skills. So I'm so grateful you're doing this. We, you know, on this Building Us podcast, we cover all kinds of different topics. Uh, so it's nice to just go back to some basic personal finance stuff. What do you have for us today? Oh, this one. This one's a good one. This is a good one. Um, if you like keeping score, this is for you. And if you don't like keeping score, you still need to do this. All right. Calculate your net worth. Calculate, Calculate your, net your, worth. your net worth. Do I, do I have a net worth? I thought net only worth, rich. Yeah. Like wealthy, wealthy people had a net worth, like Warren Buffett. Yeah. Do what is your net worth? I think you start with the question, what is your net worth before don't only rich people have net worth? So net worth is really simple, all right? It's, it's your assets, all your stuff, everything that you own, minus your liabilities, everything that you owe, right? So everything I own minus everything that I owe, and that's my net worth. And that's like a, it's like a scorecard of your financial... Let's say financial success, your financial position, your net worth. So what are you worth financially? Mm -hmm. So this is like your worth, like no. your worth, your value as a person or your value no. as a human. And it's not a scorecard in the sense no. that we're competing against each other. And 
I'm more valuable than you or you're more. Yeah. It's not that. It's just, yeah. I like how you said it, your financial position. Where are you yeah. at? That's it. That's it. it. It's a scorecard. It's a simple way that we can measure where you are. This is a number that you can track you know, year to year. And it gives you some really good data in terms of, hey, it, are my finances improving or are they not improving? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's other metrics that you can use about tracking your your value and your worth as a person. Because Matt, you are worth, you're, you are priceless. Okay. Oh, God. Thanks, We're talking man. about money here. Thanks. So all hey, your stuff just, minus... Go ahead. Yeah. As we start this, I'm just thinking about my own life and lifespan. So I'm working now earning money. And so in in theory, my net worth should be slowly going up. But there will come a point where I stop working. We call that retirement. And I'm now living off of my the, the, the wealth that I've accumulated, the yeah. money that I have. And should my net worth go down a little bit then? Is that does that is that kind of the trend? Maybe. Maybe. It just depends on how much you've 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 set aside. Right. So, but you made it, you bring up a really good point. The reason why this is important, the reason why we track net worth, it's a measurement of how we're doing financially because it's, it's, it's advancing us towards some goal, some objective, some end that we find valuable, mm -hmm. right? Retirement, retirement at a certain age, buying a retirement home somewhere else, traveling, right? This, this scorecard yeah. is really important um, because it's, it tells us how we're doing towards that end. So just building net worth for the sake of building net worth. This is kind of pointless, um, but we're, we're building it for a specific purpose. Now, you brought up income. I'm making income, so shouldn't my net worth increase? There's a big difference between income and wealth. Okay? Okay. Just because you make a lot of money does not mean you're going to have a high net worth and vice versa. Because it's what you own minus what you owe. Yep. Net worth is about converting income into wealth. All right? And that's a skill that... Uh, not everyone has just so yeah. just because you make money doesn't mean it's going to turn into wealth because if you spend everything that you have on 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 things that don't have value you're not going to have anything you're not going to have any stuff right yeah or if you spend it on things that depreciate you're not going to have any stuff so let, let's start with how do we calculate our net worth so the first thing that you have to do is simply make a list of all your assets all your stuff an asset is anything that has value so think of your house a car savings accounts, checking accounts, mm -hmm. stocks, bonds, that 401k from three jobs ago that you forgot about, that you have no, you have no idea how much is in it. It's important yeah. to know how much is in it. Um, any other property you have, uh, Beanie Babies. Wait, those those aren't <laughs> worth anything anymore, right? Don't, they don't might include be. your Beanie Babies. Who knows? I mean, so, at the time that we're recording this, people have made a lot of money in cryptocurrency all of a sudden, in particular this Dogecoin, yeah. which may not be worth anything, but is making somebody out there a lot of money. It's like it's like our, our this generation's beanie baby, maybe. Uh yeah. we, we will not talk about the validity of uh of crypto here on this on this call, but on this podcast. But we want to make a list of everything that we own. Now be reasonable when you're applying a value to your house and a value to your car. It doesn't make mm. any sense to like to to put some value that's outrageous that you think that's what it should be worth. Uh, mm -hmm. This is not about we're not you're not selling your house here. You're not you're not making an exchange of money. We're we're just trying to track our worth. So 
be reasonable when you apply a value there, when you apply value to your car in particular, and any other asset that might not necessarily be super marketable, meaning you just can't go turn it into cash. It's not really not marketable. Yeah. It's not liquid. It's easy to say how much a savings account is worth. It's a little bit harder when we start talking about yeah. uh, tangible property. So you're saying be reasonable, meaning don't overvalue something. Don't undervalue something, but certain like my kids will sometimes collect Pokemon cards oh, and yeah. they'd be like, Dad, this Pokemon card's worth three three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. May, but you can't actually sell it. There's no market for that. Nobody's yeah. buying it. Yeah. So that's not that's not really the point of this exercise. Okay. Yes. Not so to overinflate. Yeah. Yep. So we have we have a list of our assets, all of our stuff. And now what we want to do is make a list of all of our liabilities. A liability is something that we owe. So think of any debt that you have, a car loan, personal loans, uh, that money that you borrowed from your brother-in-law, pay that one back first, uh, <laughs> medical debt, student loans, any, any, anything that, that you owe, we want to capture the balance of what you owe. Okay. All right. So we have all the stuff we have, our assets, all the stuff we owe, our liabilities, and now we have to do some simple math. My assets minus liabilities is my net worth. Okay. Got that? I got that. Simple I got math. that. Just to complicate it slightly, there are okay. some things on your list that might go on both categories, I guess. Like you mentioned a car, for instance. A car has yes. some value, but may have less value than what you owe. So that's mm -hmm. got to go on both columns, right? Yeah. So think of the, the car itself, the, the car that you're driving that's your asset. So that goes on your asset side. The loan is not the car. The loan is the liability. It's what you owe to somebody else for the car. So there, there really are two separate things. The difference is, you know, you might have bought this car for $30,000 and you owe $20,000. So that you really only own $10,000 of that car. That makes sense. Okay. So we want to track it separately. And here, here's why. Here's why, and this is why it's important. This is this is where it gets fun. So now you have like a baseline. This is my net worth. And the same thing applies to your house, for example. Yeah, right? let's you talk buy a about house. this with a house because yeah. when you buy a house, you might buy it for the appraised value. Yep. So that's going to go on each column as a val the value of the house as appraised plus the value of the loan is about equal. The mortgage. Mm -hmm. Could yeah. be. Could be equal. Could not be equal. So whatever right. you paid for the house... Let's assume that that's the market value. That's what you could sell it for reasonably. And then you have this mortgage that if you were to sell it, you don't keep all the money, right? Because you have to pay the mortgage off. You have to pay the bank off. Yep. So we want to, we want to, even if your mortgage and your house are identical, we still want to track them separately because what's going to happen next year, your house, your house might be worth a little bit more, might be worth a little bit less, depending on what the market's doing. And your mortgage, hopefully, is a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Right. You paid so, some to your debt and your you mortgage goes down a little bit. That's okay. right. So your house is worth a little bit more. Your mortgage is worth a little bit less. You pay your credit card off a little bit. You, you increase your savings a little bit. So now what's happening is your net worth is changing. It's changing yeah. in real time. This is not something you necessarily have to calculate daily. Um, but certainly if, if a big event happens, it's good to recalculate it. But certainly once a year, you want to sit down and calculate your net worth. And if your net worth is increasing, one of two things is happening. Your assets are growing, mm -hmm. okay, at a faster pace than your liabilities. So your stuff, you have more stuff, more stuff of value than 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 what you owe, or your assets might remain the same. You're just paying down your debt. 
and your net worth is still going up. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're making money. This goes back to our conversation about converting income to wealth. You're making money, all right? That money you're making, what are you doing with it? Are you reducing your debt? If you're reducing your debt, that's increasing your net worth. Got it. Are you saving it? Are you investing it? That's increasing your net worth. Are you buying really expensive Be- things babies. that depreciate or beanie babies? Yeah. You know, or or you know, really expensive cars that depreciate in value. Pelicans tickets. Pelicans get, tickets. No. Can't get the money back for that. You can't get the money back, but this isn't this isn't necessarily about like not uh this isn't about robbing yourself of, of fun experiences. We still want to okay. have fun experiences. Uh, but you're right. From a financial position standpoint, if I spend my money on Pelicans tickets, I, I haven't done anything for my net worth. Unless I bought them with my credit card and I haven't paid them off, then my net worth just went down because uh-huh. I have more debt. So you can see how this could be a good number to help you track how you're doing financially. Am I am I increasing my savings? Am I reducing my debt? So. Uh, I like to say what gets measured gets done. So if the idea is to increase your net worth, to increase your financial position, this is a good measuring uh, tool, if you will, to kind of see where you are. Man, I'm excited to get uh, get out a piece of paper and write some stuff down and get out a calculator and see how it's going. And now, if you want to get I, real, if you want to get real talking fancy. about this with my my spouse will be exciting yeah. too. Yeah, if you want to get real fancy. Get a spreadsheet, Excel mm. spreadsheet, right? Do, do a little okay. formula right there. Put assets in column A, liabilities in column B, and then it does Ooh, the math for you. It's I'm beautiful. Doing I'm doing it. It's beautiful. Well, this, this is great, man, that you are helping us in a, a simple, concrete way, invest in our homes, invest in our life, invest in our future, and invest in our financial security. Thank you, man. This is uh, building us financial edition Dr. Matt Morris maintains an active private practice for couples and families in the greater New Orleans area to learn more about his work visit drmattmorris.com Eric Garcia can be found online at plan-wisely.com his branch office is located in New Orleans Louisiana the branch phone number is 504-218-5479 Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance services offered through Garcia Financial Group, LLC. Entities listed are not affiliated. 